0: Way too much fun. Well, kia ora, and welcome everybody. If you're here to uh, uh, church again for the first time, welcome. Great to have you uh, as part of the Connect Church family. Also to those who are joining us online, watching from wherever you are, we're so glad you have tuned in and we pray that you will be blessed uh, by the message this morning. Hey church, can we just say a big hello to our uh, first time yeah. visitors wherever they are? in the world. And just again, just say, we just think you're awesome. Uh, Anita and I just just believing God's highest good for your lives and all that, uh, that's working. We know as we walk through life and journey through, just know we're praying for you, we're, 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 we're for you. But more than that, God is for you. And when God is for you, who can be against you? Somebody say amen to that. So there, today is the conclusion of uh, our three-part series called Courage and my my desire in this uh, message is, uh, as I've said, is not just to help you on Sunday, but to help you on Monday, because I, 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 I how many you, we don't live life here. We live we we only spend a couple of hours here. We do life out there. And that's where we need courage. That's where we need strength. Here we just get filled up so we can get fired up into whatever it is that God wants uh, for us. Can I hear a good amen? So that's, that's my desire and that's my, my heart. So I thank you for the testimonies. I've heard testimony, even other testimonies today of people who have been encouraged by this message. I know uh, somebody's gone off and done a business deal, like mega business. It was like, whoa, we're well, we going to need to get courage. They're up at the older in that first part and they're believing it and making a massive step. I know uh, other people have, who are starting to learn to drive. They should have dri- driven a long time ago. but They've started, they've gotten a vehicle, they're starting to learn to drive. So they're connect people learning to drive all over. This. So watch out wherever you are on the road. I mean, because there are connect people and they, we do not want them to connect with your vehicle uh, as they come uh, uh, past. So they're learning it. they They've stepped up. I, as people walked out of the door, even in the last, says, "Thank you so much." I've been. Uh, I needed that. I needed to get courage because we all need courage, right? Yeah. We're, we're About three of you, I said. We all need. Uh, all right. I mean, sometimes we need courage just to say "Amen" because it's like, well, I'm not used to saying, talking out loud at church. No, no, I need an "Amen" because I want to tell you, it takes courage to stand here. Yeah, it does. It does, and and, and look, back. I mean, you think I look funny? I mean, no, no, I won't go there. No, I won't. It's just like we, we all need. Courage. Everybody say courage. Courage. So the dictionary defines courage as what? The ability to do something that frightens one. I like that. The ability to do something that frightens one. Oh, hallelujah. Remember, courage is not the absence of fear. It's not. It's not the absence of fear. Courage is not the ability to uh, just live life and, hey, I'll just get, get rid of all my fears. No, courage is the ability to take all our fears and walk into the unknown. That's what courage is. I mean, if you're waiting for, your, for your, all your fears to disappear, you will be waiting a long, long time. We've got to understand courage because, because fear fear is a constant companion. Courage is a constant necessity. It is. We need to have courage, especially in the day that we let courage to take a stand. Courage to pray for that person. Courage to invite people, someone to church. We all need courage. Courage, may... listen, about connect groups. Some people have taken a stand and said, I'm going to run a connect group. Right. And they've gone like, what if nobody comes? What if no... That's why you've got to sign up. Yeah. Otherwise they're going to feel bad. Yeah. They, 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 you need to sign up because they've taken a step. Some, some for the first time, man, oh, should I run? with? are you? Like, you can do it, you can do it. Oh, I don't know if I can. But they've taken a step of courage and they're out there and they've put their table there and you've got to sign up. You've got to sign up. You've got to sign, up. and maybe it'll take courage to sign up. Yeah. Maybe like, well, I'm not very good with people. People sometimes think I'm strange. What well, is? They think I'm strange too. Come on, someone. I, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, and I don't know if I like. No, no, no. That's why you need some courage to sign up. Yeah. It's time to make some new friends. Yeah. Your old friends they've been fine for a while, but it's, it's it's time to meet some new people. Come on. And who knows if you're single, you might meet. No, I won't even go there. I mean, I just I won't. I, won't, I won't say you don't know what will happen. In your group okay you just don't know what will happen somebody say amen, amen. courage we all need courage and so we've been talking uh, uh, about that we need the, the the courage of course to lead we've been talking about that the courage courage to lead if, if you desire Leadership in any sh- way, shape, or form, whether it be leadership out there in the, in the business world or in the academic world or wherever, if you desire to be a personal influence, if you de- desire to, to, to lead even in the life of, of the church. Well, whenever you step out in leadership, you're going to need courage. You're going to need courage. You, 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 it's just one of those things. And understand this it is courage. This is important. You must get this. It is courage that will establish you as a leader. You want to be a leader? I want to tell you, it's not your skills. Oh, I'm so good at this. That won't establish you as a leader. You may be good at it. You might have a position of leadership, but it won't establish you. Oh, I've got so many gifts. No, that won't establish you as a leader. They'll just say, Yeah, he's gifting, but he can't lead. It is courage. Everybody say courage one more time. It is courage courage that will establish you as a leader, not just to yourself, but in the hearts and minds of Other people, that, that's what it'll take. It, it, it is courage, and, and we can see that so clearly in the shepherd boy David's life. If you look at the life of David, the, the, the shepherd boy, the rags to riches story, and you, you know, eventually he, he went from a shepherd, he became shepherding sheep to shepherding the people of Israel. He became the, the very king of Israel. And to do that, it wasn't his talents, it wasn't his shepherding and sheep looking after and heart playing talents that established him as a leader, it was one big act. Of courage, in fact, I'd say it's a giant act of courage that, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, that established him as a leader. First Samuel sixteen verse thirteen. It says, "So Samuel, Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed everybody. Say anointed. anointed. Some some of you have been anointed for things, but just because you're anointed, it's not going to establish you as a leader. Wow, well, the Lord's anointed me for this. Yeah, okay." took the horn of oil and he anointed him in the presence, anointed David in the presence of his brothers. And from that day on, the Spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon David. But you wouldn't have known it. What did he go back and do? He's still looking after the sheep. Friends, some of you have been anointed and called for something, and you're going, where's the big breakthrough? Well, I want to tell you, David was anointed, and was, the Spirit of God was powerfully upon him, and he just went back and kept doing what? He kept doing, kept serving faithfully, kept giving faithfully, kept being a apart, without looking after the sheep, delivering food. He just kept doing. He was anointed, and the Spirit of God was powerfully upon. See, some of you think when it, when it means powerfully, it means something amazing. I should just be here. And no, no, it's just about keeping on, keeping on, faithfully serving God. That's what happened today. I don't know about you, but that should make you feel better. But that should make you feel better. because then we go, well, I'm anointed. I felt God powerfully, touched spinning. I felt God powerfully touch me. But nothing's changed. T- take it, take it, David's life. It's seen in the long term. It's seen in the long haul. It's not instant. It's not instant noodles, people. Come on, somebody. It's in the long haul. Spirit powerfully moved. But you wouldn't have known it. He was still looking after sheep. You've got to understand God works in your ordinary. He works in the ordinary. He was anointed as king with oil and the word. But listen, here's the thing. The prophet Samuel anointing David did not establish him as a leader in the hearts and minds of people. One giant act of courage did. You see, one day an opportunity presented itself just like it will present itself to you one day. At one time. An opportunity presented itself in the form of a big problem. A Goliath-like Problem, who was challenging the armies of Israel? You've got to understand, he 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 was a mega man, mega man, nine feet tall. That's a giant. He he, he was a mega man. He was a lean, mean Philistine killing machine. I want to tell you, he, he he was the meanest, meanest dude. And the armies were lined up, overlooking them, Israelite army, Philistine army, in the in the valley of Elah. And Goliath every morning was coming out and issuing a challenge to them. To the armies of Israel, First Samuel seventeen verse eight. It says, "Goliath stood and shouted." Everybody say, "Shouted!" Shouted! shouted. Everybody say, "Shouted!" Come on, just say like, "Shout! Shout!" The shout. Now, this is important. Keep this in mind. Shouted. They shouted. He, he was shouting, shouting. What, what's shouting at you these days? What's shouting at you saying you're never going to make it? What's shouting at you saying, "Come on, you're useless"? What's shouting at you saying you're never going to be anything? What's shouting at you? Go on, the preacher's preaching. Good, I'm happy myself. What's shouting into your situation? What giants are you facing in your life that are shouting at you? He shouted to the ranks of Israel, from the the king all the way down. He shouted, why do you come out and line up for battle? Am I not a Philistine and are you not the servants of Saul? Choose a man. So God chose a boy. Young people never underestimate that God can't... Oh, God wouldn't use me. No, 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 no. He can use anybody. Choose a man and have him come down to me. If he is able to fight and kill me, we will become your subjects. But if I overcome him and kill him, you will become our subjects and serve us. Then the Philistines said, This day I defy the armies of Israel. Give me a man and let us fight each other. On hearing the Philistines' word, Saul... And all Israelites, listen, were dismayed and terrified. This was a terror attack. What's terrifying you? What's keeping you up at night? What's terrifying your heart? What stress? What, what issues? What things are terrifying or terrorizing your life? Now, if you know the, uh, the story, you know that David was asked by his dad to go and take some subway up to his Brothers, some cheese and crackers, basically. He's like, "Can you take some cheese and crackers up to your brothers?" I mean, I mean, he he, again. So you might be hearing thinking, "Well, I'm no, but I'm just serving here. I'm just serving." Uh, David's just taking cheese and crackers, cheese and crackers, future king, cheese and crackers. Eat fresh. (laughs) I, I mean, that's what he was doing, and 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 he goes and takes it to his older brothers. But he arrives at the same time that Goliath is coming out making his challenges. He arrives at this opportune moment. Taking the crackers to his brothers and he's on the battlefield and he arrived when Goliath starts shouting. Shouting is charge. And what David sees in that moment moves him to action. Moves him to do something. Remember, a leader is not someone who just sees what needs to be done. Oh, lots of people see what needs to be done. People tell me, oh, we should do this and we should do that. See, a leader is not someone who just sees what needs to be done. A leader is someone who not only sees, but does what needs to be done. See, a leader is the one who has the courage to do what needs to be done. Big difference. Not just see it. See, leaders are the ones who have the courage to act on what they see. See, true leaders not only see opportunities, they seize them. They, they lay hold of them. what, what, what do I mean? who, who had uh, it's like this. who had the first idea to, that, that maybe men could fly? Maybe men would one day be able to build machines that could fly? Who, 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 who had that idea first? Uh, I mean I know some of you will say the Wright brothers, and uh, no they're, they're not the first ones to see it. they're just the first ones to do it. Come on. See, a lot of people would have seen it. I mean, flying was in movies before that. You, you, people, people understood that there was an ability, that there was a dream in the heart of men that maybe we could fly like the birds. Many people had that idea, but it was the Wright brothers who did it. They let it out. They, they made it happen. They didn't just see it, they did it. What do you see that you need to do? What do you see that you need to do? Maybe there's a dream of a business. Maybe there's a dream of, uh, what if we did that? Maybe there's an entrepreneurial spirit in your heart and go, man, if only I could do this, you can see it. But what's going to shift you to do it? Courage. Courage. Oh, I think God could use me in ministry. What's going to get you there? Courage. Courage. Oh, I think God can use my life to make an impact to, 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 to see many other lives touch. What's going to make that happen? Courage. That's right. Courage. <laughs> if you ask the question, who, who, who had that idea to put a computer on everybody's desktop in the whole world? You go, oh, Steve Jobs and Bill Gates. No, they, they, they're just the ones who did it. They didn't just see it. They seized the opportunity, and it wasn't, it didn't just go all plain sailing. It was, it, it was difficult, but they, they did it. See, here's the thing. They didn't just see an opportunity, they seized it. And you will find yourself in times of life, maybe even now, maybe next week, maybe in a year's time where you will see an opportunity, but it's up to you to, to, to seize it. You'll, you'll be on the edge of an opportunity. Perhaps many others have seen, well, there's a real need for that. Do you know? Do you know that men had flown to the moon? Men had flown to the moon in nineteen whatever it was before someone had thought about let's put wheels on suitcases. We'd fly into the moon. It's just a good, good idea. They had to carry their bags onto the rocket. They got to wheel their bags. I mean, what, what do you see? That you need to seize upon. What's that I, 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 idea that could be an opportunity for you? Because here's what Thomas Edison, the great inventor, said, said about opportunity. He said, "Opportunity is missed by most people because it is dressed in overalls and it looks like hard work." Good preaching, right there. Looks like hard work. Listen, listen. The Israelite army, David's brothers, they could see what needed to be done. It was obvious. We need somebody needs to take this uncircumcised Philistine out. But they didn't seize the opportunity. They could see what needs to be done, but they didn't seize the opportunity. Why? Because fear stopped them. What's stopping you? What's stopping you? Because fear can stop us. We know God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love, joy, power. Sound mind. Actually, not joy. I just threw that in there, but joy is a good one. Power is sound mind. It's not giving us the spirit of fear. So what's stopping you from seizing that which God has? See, see, the person who refuses to move until fear and uncertainty are gone will never move. Consequently, you will never lead. You'll never lead. You want to lead? Understand this. Wherever there is fear, there is an opportunity. Wherever there is great fear, there is a great opportunity. But will you see it? Will you lay hold of it? See, see listen. While the average man or woman fears stepping out, the leader fears missing out more. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I'm scared I might fail, but I fear not moving forward more see see everybody is afraid to move I mean I was talking to a business guy before and he was like you know man I'm scared to make that call or make that make that and I, I I'm like that, that that's normal like I don't want to miss God in it but again I'm just I'm just one of those people who, who I just believe every place we put our foot. We can glad. We don't have to work. God are you for it. No, none of the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. Just if you're gonna, if you do it, do it. See, courageous leaders may be afraid. We all get afraid. They, they may be afraid to move forward, but there's something in them. Listen, that's more afraid not to move forward. I mean, we, we we might be afraid of what's out there, but we're we're more afraid to just stay where. We are, that's what because c- listen, if we allow fear to dominate our, our lives, he's not given us a spirit of fear, but listen, the, the outcome of unbridled fear is a missed opportunity. Oh, I should have talked to that person. Oh, I should have did to, how, how many of, in their lives just miss moments where you go, oh, I should have, should have, would have, could have, should have done that, should have spoken that. Oh, what if I'd done this? What would have what opened up? The outcome of a bridal fear is a missed opportunity. We've got to get to a place. If you want to lead, we've got to get to a place where our fear of a missed opportunity will overshadow our fear of a failed enterprise. See, sometimes we let fear of failure stop us, but we need to, we, we, we need to fear missing out on an opportunity that God provides. Understand? Is this all right? Yeah, see, see, what will make you a leader in the hearts and lives of people is a day will come in your life where, where, where you're lined up on a hillside with a, with a giant load of opportunity and a lot of fear surrounding you and that will be your defining moment. That will be your, 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 your decision to, to step out. That'll be that place where you're your courage, courage is required. I mean, I've had it in my, in, in my own life. I've, I've seen it. I've told you the story in relation to something else, taking a stand. But the same story when I was a young man and just sitting in a vehicle with some friends down at Pryprym Beach back in the day when the car park was all, all different. And one of my friends, he was standing outside. He was acting like an idiot. He was being being an idiot. I think he'd been drinking or whatever. This is this before, just to be clear. He's acting like an idiot. I remember this car pulled across the road. I'm like, what what is that car car there? And after a while, this guy gets out of the car and he starts walking towards our car. I'm like, what's what's going on? What is he doing? We don't know who it is. As he gets closer, a guy comes through the side window of the car. We're in a Vauxhall Victor. Anyone remember Vauxhall, Vauxhall Victor's? And he puts a knife at my friend's throat who was sitting in the passenger side. The man who was walking across the road, he pulls out a sledgehammer, jumps onto the bonnet of our car and pulls out a sledgehammer and goes, boom! I'm like, Houston, we have a problem. Something's going on. And then they jumped off and they started beating my friend who was being an idiot, standing outside and hitting him with a hammer. And so in that moment, I'm like, courage is required. Because I'm like, I can either let that happen, or I can I, I can do something about it. It was a defining moment. Now, I didn't say, well, let, let all the fear subside, and then I'll get... No, no, fear was going through my body, I can assure you. But I knew courage was required to help a friend. And so I, I, I got out of the car, and I went around that, and I've told the story, but... You know, of course, at that time, there's all, you know, like Fist of Fury and Bruce Lee movie. I'm an old guy. So Fist of Fury, all these Kung Fu movies. So I, I got out of the car, right? And I, I had a clear head, and I got out of the car, and I just went, went around. I didn't know what I was doing. I faked it till I made it. I got out. I went, what are you? <laughs> because they were all drunk, and I was like, they're like, hey, this dude knows karate. Watch out, watch out. I didn't know nothing. <laughs> but I looked amazing. woo, woo. Anyway, I yeah, get this guy swinging the hammer at me. I managed to get the hammer off. My friend's face was bleeding; he had blood all covered, all over his face. I got the hammer somehow off them, and, and I'm, I'm walking back. And I walked into the car and fell over. <laughs> not cool, not cool. But somehow it all calmed down after that, and they took off and we do it. But in that moment, I, I, courage was needed. You're going to have moments like that when you're in a battle or when you're in a fight, where courage is going to be. Be required. It's not your gifts or your skills that will establish you as a leader. It's courage. Courage in those defining defining moments. Now, let me say this. David was courageous but careful. He, I, I, I want to say David was courageous but not careless. Very important. Some of us are careless. We just rush into things all the time. David attacking Goliath was not an incident of road rage or donkey rage whatever he came on I don't know it was not an incident oh you punk I'm going to show you what to do you uncircumcised Philistine I'm going to take you on and and, he wasn't speaking in a Kiwi accent but he could have done it but it would be cool but but, you know it wasn't an incident of road rage he didn't just go he took his time before he went down see see, someone's just rush into things no I'm not that's not cool He, he was not careless when being courageous. He, he thought about it. What did he do? Well, we know he asked, what's going to be the reward? What will be done for the man who you know, kills this uncircumcised father? He wants to know well, what, what's going to go. How's this going to work out? Maybe you've got a business venture or whatever it is. And you're going, well, how's this going to work out? What, what are the risks? What are the things? What? He, he, he weighed it all up. Not only that, he went and tried Saul's armor and he's like, okay, no, this isn't going to fit. This isn't going to work. He didn't just rush into it. He took his time. He was courageous, but not careless. The Bible also tells us he went to a brook and picked up five smooth stones. Which one's going to knock him out? Which one, which one? Should I? Oh, this is this a good one. This is this a good one. If I'm going to get the guy stoned, this is going to do it. This is going to do it. I'm going to knock it. It's a little joke. Okay, some of you, you're Christians, right? Okay, you don't get it. But the, 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 the yes, stoning meant a whole lot of, yeah, different. Thing. No, 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 don't worry. About it. Just don't even go there. Okay, just don't go there. But he picked up five. That was an epic fail. Uh, <laughs> I do not approve. And it says this, David took, 1 Samuel 17, verse 40, David took a stick in his hand and chose for himself five smooth stones from a brook. And he put them in the shepherd's bag, which he had even in his pouch and his sling was in his hand and he approached the Philistine. And we know that David took him out in that moment. Goliath lost his head literally. But see what courage did. See what courage did says when the Philistines, 1 Samuel 17, 51 through 50, when the Philistines saw their champion was dead, they fled. And the men of Israel and Judah arose and shouted. Everybody say shouted. Look who's shouting now. Look who's shouting now. I, I don't know about you. There's stuff shouting us all the time, but when you get courage, you get the courage to get your own shout. Come on, preacher, preaching good. You, you get the courage to get your own shout on the inside of you. Not, not, not just that. Your courage will enable other people to shout when we step out and do things your courage will, will give other people the ability to shout it says they arose and shouted and pursued the Philistines as far as the valley and to the gates of Ekron see see when, when David killed Goliath there was an immediate reversal of momentum on the battlefield immediate when he got that courage and immediate reversal of momentum one, uh, what does that mean it's simply this one act of courage in a strategic moment can dramatically change your playing field just one just one David through one act of bravery gave an entire army something they didn't have courage when we step up and believe God together for things like the conference, to, to, to do screens in India, to concrete this, to believe, to go way even beyond. Where does all the matter? I, I, don't, I, I don't, but when we b- believe for that, that inspires others to have courage. See, I, I want to tell you, courage is contagious. Remember that when you were a kid and you had to dive in and you were so scared to dive into the pool, but then all your friends did it and you go, oh, I better do it. Courage is contagious. We should be people of courage. So what do you need to do about courage? What opportunities are you facing right now where you need courage? I want to, I want to remind you of what God said to Joshua, just a, a young man. He said, Have I not commanded you, be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid nor dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Wherever. Where, where are you going? Well, he's with you. What are you moving into? He's with you wherever, whoever. He's with you. He's, he's commanding you, be, be strong. Be courageous. You know, we talk about the word encouraged. It's putting courage in you. I pray that this message has encouraged you, has placed courage on the inside. You enabled you to step out. What things have you got to do? What giants have you got to take on? Maybe, maybe your giant today is just signing up for a connect group. That's just like, man. I say, sign up for a connect group. I'm so scared of meeting people or meeting new people. Just go, go on. Get courage and go and sign up. Go and sign up. Look for a group that, that maybe less people have signed up and go, hey, I'm, I'm going to go and encourage that person. That'll encourage them when you sign up for their group. Let's be a people of courage. So I hope this has been encouraging to you. Every head bowed, every eye closed, just as we finish. I want to talk about a courageous decision I made many years ago to give my life to Christ. Maybe you need to make that decision today. Have you? Have you given your life to Christ? At the moment, I'm going to pray a prayer that says, "Lord Jesus, come into my heart." The Bible says that God knocks on the door of our heart, and if we open it, He'll come in. And I said, "But Pastor, I'm so, I, you don't know me. I'm a You don't know how bad I am. My friend, the gospel is not about how bad you are. It's about how good he is. If you today know you need to get right with God, in a moment I'm going to pray a prayer. And I pray a prayer that says, Lord Jesus, come and live in my heart. If you today, I don't care if you've been coming to church for like forever, if you've never given your life to Christ, or you know you need to get right with God and you want to be included in that prayer, that I'm going to pray in a moment. Wherever you're seated, front, back, left, right, would you just put your hand up and say, Pastor, would you include me in that prayer? If that's you today, can you put your hand up nice and high in the air? Anybody here, you know you need to get right with God. I don't want to finish the service off without giving people an opportunity. Is there anyone here you know, do you know that you know that you need to get right with God today? Friends, thank you. Anyone else? Anyone else? You know you need to get right. Come on, don't mess around. Don't, have courage. Don't worry about what people might think. Thank you, sweetheart. Anyone else? Anyone else? Hallelujah. Put the hand down. Hallelujah. Let's pray this prayer together. Lord Jesus, I come to you today, a sinner in need of a Savior. Cleanse me of my sins. Wash me. Make me whole. Be the Lord of my life from this day forth. This I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Can we stand and put our hands together for those who said yes to Jesus?